0: You are now about to witness uh, the awesome crushing a mind. Oh the You Reggie is Robinson show Style. friends to a show that seemingly never ends this is round number not around this one baby high we reversion version one one five one one five i'll be using to so stop up name of this show murder I got, a, I got a thought thing that's been going on in my head. I'm going to share it with you. But first, Stigmata. Sung in by Bob Riley. Sing it for Stigmata. You check him out on the New York Hardcore Prodigal. Don't forget me out there. But Stigmata, the record is called Calling of the Justice. The song is called Into All of Nothing. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California. Where they shooting a death in a nightclub and hit the car with a hammer. Go there and buy it. See the whole rest of the uh, record versus this song, Intro, All of Nothing. Anyway, before we get started, let's up Bob sing us in. Listen carefully. Oh, my God. I got something in my side. What is it? It's a knife. I'm on my way back. No way. But I took my well, could not see so clear, but I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. didn't pay back in full, always oh, nothing. Yeah. Hey.
1: Oh yeah, it's Archer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so where are we? Uh, uh first of all first of all i've been in the grips of ai uh, <laughs> have been in a hey, Genghis, he's here too i've been in the grips of a uh uh, uh an obsession and i uh, this leads up to something i'm not gonna spend too long on it you know um i tell you it, we, the wife and i have been joking about the you know eugene the real saint couple of saints, like a modern saint i think one was polish and then one about 500 years ago saint eugene you know so I figured I was gonna work on this kind of iconography with uh, Eugene, and you know I got my hands pressed together in prayer, <clears throat> and I'm kind of looking up, and uh, and around me you see like twenty dollar bills with wings. So look, uh, this is all a prelude for this to discuss this shirt that I got on, right? So my man Scott wrote. I started I started as an Instagram joke, and uh, my man Scott Rosell from uh, Black House Records goes, you know, we shouldn't even, you know, he's got a band, a, a hardcore back on Scatterbox. So should we, we shouldn't even mess around, we should just do it. I said, yeah, but I got to track somebody. He goes, bro, I'll do it. And so he actually got off his ass up in Idaho and he did this this uh, a line of shirts, right? So then I say to Scott, I go, hey, uh, he said, uh, you want me to send some for yourself? And all of a sudden, St. Eugene oh with the $20 bills with wings flying over my head. And I was like, "Well, um, will that inventory get deducted from the inventory that we're sending to the people at Merch Table? Because that's where you get it from, Oxbow. At, uh, for those of you who need to know, OxbowMerchTable.com. Uh, 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 and uh, <laughs> and he was like, "Well, if I send you some, you know, I got to take it out of the inventory. And so then all of a sudden, like, I saw the money for the shirts." Keep in mind every single one of these shirts I've already paid for. So I see the money from the shirts with wings flying over my oh eh, the money is going away. I mean, ah, bro. And Scott, man that he is, to say, you know what? I, I you, Jesus Christ. I'm look, I just I said so I got I got a black one. Let's call it for Father's Day. And on the back of it, I'm not gonna stand up and turn around because I'll knock the lights over and the poster will fall. But on the back of it it's me from a live show in paris with a bunch of skinheads uh they can't decide whether they want to fight or what and then it's this times you so uh but because i'm cheap and don't have a a lot of money i only printed up like two of every shirt or three of every shirt so uh and when they're done i've been tricked before i got a garage full of tricks Ah, no more, no more. I want to die zeroed out. So uh, I don't want any more. So God love you. If if Scott Roselle hadn't helped me out, I'd be sitting there sometime six months from now, four months from now, let's hope a month from now, go, man, God damn, I wish I got one of those shirts. I just, why, why do I, why do I do this to myself? Why, you know, there's cheaper, there's broke, but you just can't be that guy always. So speaking of which, pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you want to donate some of you don't know it doesn't always have to be cash you know uh Genghis wrote two killer stories for me and which i'm going to publish two more and uh, uh true story is always a deal sex with eugene i can't pay you for that but uh you, you know you can send and i answer your questions anonymously As some of you are taking me up on this offer hey it's mr p um and then also a uh, patreon.com Slash the Stomper. Uh, I never remember whether it's the Stomper or bill. Anyway, there are multiple ways you can donate to the show, uh, and I suggest you do you, you do so. Last month uh, we gave all the money to the Sorow Academy. We won't be doing that again this month because I need a new computer and I got to eat, and I have more direct ways I can get money to Sorow. <laughs> you know, every everybody, I start parceling out because I say, what if I predeceased people? So like I said, well, who am I going to leave what to? look what do i what do i you know because you know well most of it will go go to the wife right and then the kids but i mean the wife and the kids don't need there's a lot of stuff that they don't need if you know what i mean and so i one guy i'm going to send the soft goods to two new things one as soon as i figure out how to get somebody else visually on this show uh, alexa uses ecamm i'm going to have on-screen guests and then two Coming up, I want to do a show that is just me and yous. And I don't know whether I do that, have you call on the phone, or whether it's Super Chat, um, but it's, it's, it's viewer directed, versus everything that I've been thinking about. Y'all can come in, whether it's Obamagate, or whatever else you want, it'll be your show. It'll be my gift. You know, maybe I'll do it on my birthday, maybe not. But it'll be my gift to yous. But anyway, um, yeah, 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 he, Alexi likes it. But that, him liking it, Ecamm, is, is half the struggle. Him liking it and being able to explain it to me is the other portion of the struggle. <laughs> yes, yes, I hey, I, I, I feel your pain. I had to try to explain stuff, stuff to my mother about browsers, and I almost lost my mind because my mother is like me. So we got very little patience. Well, I got lots of patience, but, you know, you just suffer fools. And if she doesn't understand it, the problem's not her. It's you, like me. So, OK. Uh, so this is 115. I'm your host. And uh, Eugene S. Robinson, thank you for tuning in, uh, viewer. Uh, we went through the t-shirts. Archer got his. I want to do like a thing, too, where I got photos of everybody in the shirts, because those will last a lot longer than probably in the actual shirts. Um, but... Uh, Okay. All right. All right. Cool. All right, thank you. Um, uh, so look, look, I was thinking about something. Now, if you remember on the Oxbow on a past Oxbow tour, you don't have to Donna on me. I'm not going to go into the whole story, but on a past Oxbow tour, I told you, we spent two weeks analyzing why murder was wrong. All right. It seems like a simple thing that you would say, you know, murder is wrong. Mur- murder is a bad thing. Well, I, I think we can all, people of open minds as we are on this show we could all agree that sometimes it's a bad thing sometimes but absolutely like octave mir said in his book the torture garden there are some backs that cry out for the knife and we know who those are there's some people that we that we can't like mosquitoes let's see like I, 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 I get, uh, mosquitoes are about the only animal that I can imagine that has no practical, no, no, no utilitarian use for humans. I'm sure there's probably something out there. Uh, maybe it spreads malaria and this weeds out the weak. Maybe that's the deal. Even leeches, you know, have some sort of benefit. Ticks. Uh, okay, let's say ticks and mosquitoes. That, that's a classification all of its own. That we right off the top, we can go. These people. The, the human corollaries to ticks and mosquitoes, we could just wipe those people off the slate. But in general, it took us two weeks to get around to coming up with an answer as to why murder was wrong. Society has society <laughs> society has uh, one job, and that's to perpetuate itself. Anything that aids and abets in the perpetuation of society, we commonly hold to be good. And anything that interferes, we commonly hold to be bad. A Society that sanctions murder uh, um, as as a utilitarian tool, which is kind of a, a redundancy, that has a utility uh, that believes that uh, is a utilitarian bent to to murder is inherently on an unstable society, and therefore at some point will fail to perpetuate itself, failing at the most basic task of a society, which was to perpetuate itself. Hmm. let's look at that a little bit more closely. What we're saying is that a state that sanctions murder is, is primed for the dustbin of history because it will be inherently unstable and much like a helicopter is a machine that actively and aggressively attempts to throw itself apart. And that's why murder, uh, a, a society that sanctions murder is, is uh, an ineffective society. To which I I, I don't want to be a dick, but I'm going to have to say, is it? I'm going to have to ask, is it? Well, let's look at the societies that have sanctioned murder. Now, keep in mind that the Nazis yeah, were very careful after the 1923 Beer Hall Putsch where they thought they were going to take over things. The horse, the horse vessel song became a big deal. The early fighters, Ernst Röhm and, and Hitler, and those guys, decided they're going to take over and run through the streets. They had freedom of the streets, but they didn't have any power. And what they learned there is that they had run afoul of the law. in the same way that ancient Greek philosophers, for corrupting the youth, when they say, "said, look, we're going to, you have to drink the poison, the hemlock," you got to go. And their their acolytes were like, "No, nah, we'll, we'll sneak you out." Well, he's like, "Why would I want to flee? Why would I want that?" Society at large has 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 determined that I am useless and of little value to society at large. And who am I to argue? I'm not a degenerate. I'm not an outlaw. I believe in the strength of law. So after 1923, cooling their heels in Landsberg prison, these guys, the Nazis came up with a plan. And their plan was largely, we will use the law. And there's somebody else once said, the body of sin is the law. If you don't have any do not eat this apple you don't have any original sin right right we're going to get to that so so they decide next time around we're going to everything will that the spear point for everything will be the, the weight of the law because i can pass a law that says just about anything but it has a presumption of of collective will Now, there's a legal standard, and I know some lawyers listen to this show, if you could help me out here. There's a legal standard by which, and this got written into, or maybe some gang, because you're a military guy, the Geneva Convention, that I think after World War II, you're no longer ever compelled, if you're a military person, to follow a law, to follow an order that you believe to be unlawful, largely as a result of what happened between you know 1933 and 1945 but i think prior to that you were compelled by the weight of the law to follow the law that's what we've all decided on so if the law is you cannot buy or sell from jews presumably hitler was voted into power this carries the weight of the weight of the will of the people So people were following the law. If you come to a determination that this neighborhood, we need room for Germans extraction going back thousands of the, a thousand years to prove your, your, your Teutonic uh, uh, bona fides can live here, that's the law. Now we've come up with structures that kind of prevent that kind of wholesale lunacy the UN and the international courts of justice, even the Jewish courts of human rights, that will step in, but but let, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Right now I'm talking about a right-wing dictator in the form of Adolf Hitler. And so they pass a series, yeah, right. Yeah, there's, there's a theory. The machinery is not set up to encourage any kind of uh and and, and uh, uh Genghis knows this in the piece that he wrote uh one of the one of the first and second pieces there was a lot of that where they were asking to follow orders that were just like nuts he's like yeah, i'm pretty much i'm gonna go loneliness a long distance runner on this i'm not gonna follow it does it and then you're reprimanded and the machinery just slow walks and you you ultimately it's it's hard to fight city hall but we got ourselves a right-wing dictator before he escapes in the submarine to Argentina, and don't give me that shit about the bunker in Berlin, I'm not buying it. Before he escapes in the submarine, oh, really? Oh, Otto Scorzani flew him in to non-aligned, non-aligned but friendly Spanish nationalist ruled, Francisco Franco controlled Spain, where they caught a submarine from Spain into Argentina. Simple. Scorzani later ended up working for the Israelis helping with the rat lines and assassinating uh, whoever they needed assassinated, because they were still fighting for independence up until, what, 47. So yeah, I was going it was a tough SOB. So now I'm reading this book here, as I told you. And as I got ready for the show, I dropped the book. And I forgot I lost my place. But it's okay because I've been wrapped in reading it. And so he talks about, I'll I'll just read from the book to you so I can't get crunched for whatever, fair use. I'll read you a section of it. Uh, One night in March of 1945, March of 1945, well toward the end of war, on the Austrian-Hungarian border, a local countess, this guy's great aunt, hosted a party in her mansion where guests and local Nazi leaders mingled. The war was almost over, and the German aristocrats and SS officers dancing and drinking knew it was lost. Around midnight, some of the guests were asked to, quote, take care, end quote, end quote, of 180 Jewish enslaved laborers at the train station. They got them, made them strip naked, and shot them all before returning to the bright lights of the party. That's it. So that's what I'm thinking that the book was going to be about. I'm more than halfway through, and he segues into, he's traveling with his father, in other words, the son of, um, uh the son of the brother whose brother was married to the countess who killed all these people you know they with champagne glasses in their hands uh shot them in a pit that they had made them dig But halfway or three quarters of the way through or maybe 60 percent through the book the guy segues on travels with his father to, to the histories of one of their grandfathers who ended up in siberia in the stalag and he starts talking about Stalin and I don't, he hasn't resolved it where I am in the book. And I can't tell whether it's a, uh, it's a misdirect or, or he's doing what people, what guilty often do. What about ism or what? But anyway, we're safely ensconced now in Stalin. And he starts talking about Stalin, a left-wing dictator. And there's a great scene that he said that got, got me to thinking, and there is a speech A big, you know, the the commies were big on meetings. They had this meeting. And the meeting had gone on for a long time. And they used to do these, politically, these meetings were to show, let's call them a rally. They were to show allegiance. And at the end of the rally, somebody stood up and gave a spoken tribute to Stalin, who was not there. And on the mention of Stalin's name, everybody stood up and started applauding and he's reading he's got freedom of information stuff he's gone to all these different state governments he's got downloaded stuff he's got translators working to help him kind of source this stuff out they stand up and they start clapping and cheering one person notes in the notes to this to this meeting that seven minutes later they were all clapping and cheering eight nine minutes later They were all clapping and cheering. And the narrator becomes suddenly aware that nobody wants to be the first one to stop clapping and cheering. 10 minutes, 11 minutes of clapping and cheering for a guy who was not there. And finally, a local official gives the head nod and the tribute and the hand wave, and he sits down. And everybody follows suit. Two days later, that local official is arrested and tortured at a show trial. The narrator makes a note in the case file. And a note in the case file is, never be the first one to stop clapping. If you look at the state, the years that Stalin held sway and he does an analysis of murder under Stalin. And he goes, in other words, they separate unlike this, you know, with this, not unlike, like this coronavirus death total, where people go, it's an undercount, depending on your political persuasion. You know, they're, the guy stubbed his the toe, they're going to say, ah, that he could die from COVID. So many people are saying, it's an it's an undercount. Some people say it's an overcount. A guy stubs his toe, gets hit by a car. They say it's COVID. Some people say it's an undercount because people are dying at home. Oh, he killed himself. Not he killed himself. He died at home. So this guy does an analysis of deaths under Stalin, and he has a special term for I think they call them like IFRs, uh, and I I'd have to go back to the book to figure out what it stands for, but. In other words, what what he's factoring in is people who, people who died unnatural deaths under Stalin. And the liberal estimate, near as he can figure out, sixty million people. I mean, of course, you know. Uh, uh, and at one point, his father breaks down because they're Hungarian, right? And he says, "Do you understand? Do you understand that like?" 400,000 Hungarian women were raped by Russian soldiers. And his great grandmother said one of the way, the only things that the Russian feared outside of other Russians was getting a disease. So she managed not to be savagely raped by Russian soldiers by saying she was friends with a Russian woman who could speak Russian and they could explain to these guys that they had inflammation down there. And that's the way she managed not, as she made her way back to Budapest, his guy's great grandmother managed not to get raped by russian soldiers but they discuss whatever that clause is that 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 they uh, uh that stalin kicked in said if you see the fronts of anybody i don't care what uniform they're wearing you shoot them they're deserters and they should be shot germans the nazis didn't do this until relatively late in the war they adopted the same tactic. Of course, Nazis like like Mussolini said not uh, Germans it's nice that the Germans like our ideas. It's nice that the Russians could say it's nice like the Germans like their ideas, but like Germans, they will of course destroy it. So they like inevitably, if they didn't know who you were, like you could be coming from the side. you look at the guy go, "I see his front. they were hanging guys and leaving signs. he's a deserter when the guy was like of no deserter of any kind, <laughs> there were thousands of German soldiers killed by other German soldiers for desertion toward the end of the war it was a genocidal homicidal democidal orgy but i'm not focused on that nor is bethany he's focused on russia soviet union so okay yeah so stalin had a longer time he wasn't he wasn't done by 1945 he was just beginning by 1945 60 million of course, when you read June Chang's *The Rape of Man*, King, we've talked about on an old knuckle up, seventy million under Mao, and people say Oxbow after two weeks say, "Well, murder is wrong because it's 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 it's, it's um, ineffective. It doesn't generate stable societies. Really." You know how many COVID doctors in Russia have fallen out of windows in the last month? Three. They just fell out of windows. Three. Do you know three of anybody who's fallen from a window? I had a friend who used to get supremely high, lived up on the Upper West Side. He says, Eugene, I want to show you something. He opens a window, backs up to the window, sits on the ledge and falls backwards, whole catching himself at the last second. That guy ends up being a stockbroker, made a crapload of money and then ended up being a fourth grade teacher. He didn't fall from the window. I know guys who were collection thugs and held people out of windows. They never dropped anybody. But in Russia in the last 3 months, 3 doctors fell out of windows. yeah I mean I'm not going for the Hillary thing but but we're kind of getting around to that point you can't tell me that Russia today and China today are appreciably or appreciably worse off as a result of 130 million fucking murders now I could say based on my travels in Russia I've not been to China based on my travels in Russia, I could say, well, the society is more poor for it. Can I? More poor than what? Last time I was in Mississippi, didn't feel as good as the last time I was in St. Petersburg. More poor than what? Define non-functioning. So I'm thinking, how is this possible that left-wing dictators are worse than right-wing dictators? And then I have to qualify what I mean by worse. and then i come to i come to a conclusion right-wing dictators and i'm talking now about uh, mussolini i'm talking about franco i'm talking about hitler a corporatist state because what these guys sat on top of outside of outside of uh hitler's belief in the biological roots of racism is all about the money Someone once said, and I think it was Christopher Browning either or Daniel Goldhagen said, you have to understand that every act of murder, 12 million acts of murder in Nazi Germany, every one of those was accompanied by acts of theft. So last week I talked about the mafia guys showing up to my gym. Out in Ridgewood with the Grand Prix trunk full of suits, and me thinking, ah man, the mafia its kind of chintzy. And then me realizing, if you pay nothing for the suit, and you sell it for fifty dollars, Whitmore is not a dictator. Those people—I hope they all die. I hope all those people die, and then they will learn a valuable lesson about right-wing dictators. Eighty <laughs> percent—you can reduce your chances of spreading it eighty percent by wearing. A four dollar mask. It's not a financial distance. have to wear a mask, but you want to prove a point by not wearing a mask. I just came back from outside. I went running, and I see people. I want to slice their throats. You make your political point on somebody else's time, not my time. You know, breathing on me. Look at it. I eighty percent. Eighty percent. If somebody said hey, you can increase your chances of not being murdered outside your house by carrying a gun, 80%, you could prove it to 80%. I'd be all into it. I didn't know about Whitmore, but what somebody said about Trump, they said something pretty incredible. They said, you know, for a guy who's supposed to be such a strong man, he does a lot of whining. And I start thinking, that's the number one reason why I wouldn't want a friend of mine's wife dying. Came out and hung out with us. He's trying to get over it. And my buddies were like, hey, we gotta cut him loose. Like, what do you mean got got cut the guy's loose? Ah, he's depressing. My guy's got a right to be depressed a little bit. That guys had no stomach for it. Some of those guys are like Trump guys now. It's like you couldn't spend five minutes with this complaining, whining. Everybody has to be blah blah blah. You gotta go toilet, son. man up just a little bit. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh... Yeah, you could afford it. You guys lived as like that. I couldn't. If you shot with a machine gun and ran around this circle, you wouldn't hit anybody. <laughs> you perfectly are perfectly in place not to do that. These people convening on, on all those all those cats. I keep tweeting it out. The guy in Florida whose wife is in a coma. He's like, well, you know, God didn't want, and I'm sure she would forgive me. You you gave COVID to your wife, and she's in a coma. Forgive you? Yes. Yes, yeah shoulder your burdens in silence that's that's a, that's the thing. I feel about Trump the way I, at this point now I feel about Madonna. It's like just leave me alone. just leave me alone but I'm getting trapped and I want to focus on so um so Stalin and Mao they they did what they did right up until they died. right-wing dictators all they care about is the money. All the th- you don't. I know you don't want to hear this about Mussolini, but a lot of the stuff, a lot of the workers' rights that we have came as a result of Mussolini. And he didn't do it necessarily because he was a friend of the worker. Workman's comp, the time you know, off, vacation time. He probably did that because he was Italian, but yeah, that's another point. These guys are making common cause. Hitler was getting huge amounts of money from Ford. Ford was a virulent anti-Semite. He made deals with Daumler Benz. He made deals with Thyssen. This woman was connected to Thyssen, the, the, uh, the guy's uh, uh, great aunt, was connected to the Thyssen fortune. Volkswagen you could go down the list. Hugo Boss designed the uniforms. Yeah. And that that that, that father thing is, that's killer. Believe me, people say, you, you should forgive your father. Go, no, no, I got my place in that crop a uh, 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 bear, the Pope, the Polish Pope actually was a chemist before he became a religious person, worked on Zyklon B. This was a corporate state unbridled. Small cat piss, unbridled. The undoing was this weird twist of biological, I believe in biological racism, which caused them to uh, kind of unseat themselves from a, a pretty valuable portion of their population, the Jews. But even then, it was tied into the belief that Jews were, you know, the old the old saws about, uh, um, you know, Hebrews and the, uh, cash, all that, anti-Semitic stuff. But, yeah, yeah, Kristi Dior, right. However, left-wing dictators. Or ideologues and their struggle is singularly a class struggle which means different things different places and it means different things in those same places kulaks thieving peasants is what i think what i think that's the term that uh that stalin called people in the ukraine who he said were hiding food yeah mussolini was a former former journalist now, all of these people, all dictators believe in the transformative powers of violence. Like every single one. Mao, Stalin. Some people would say that these you know, Stalin was not a real Marxist. And some people would say that Lenin had intended fully to do what Stalin did had he not gotten sick and died. So true Marxism existed for like 10 seconds and then it went on to this other thing. They all believe in the transformative powers of violence, as do we. There's not a single person listening to this show at, at some point who hasn't understood on a very base level that sometimes a punch in the mouth is a solution to many problems. We believe it in micro, we believe it in macro. Yeah. So this class war This class war that nobody wants to talk about, I don't know if I showed you that book, that fossil book on class, nobody wants to talk about specifically in America because we're supposed to be this class of society, it's it's, it's there and it's happening. And I don't care what gets you to pick up the gun to run to that battlefield, and I don't care what you get shot for, the reality of it is it's undergirded by class 100% of the time. hundred percent of the time I mentioned this on Memorial Day because people can go to uh, 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 yeah yeah people can go to vac- Vietnam now on vacation people can go to, to get go out and you can get a nice Dhaka in Russia you can travel around when you know everything's not locked down. And as long as you don't make noises in Russia, noises near open windows, you've got enough Chinese money in in uh, in in, uh, in America that America is not, you know. Oh, we're not going to throw this trade deal. Oh, we're going to punish him because this COVID thing. You know, you know what you're going to do. I'm going to quote McRapis. You'll do fucking nothing. Only the cheap seats at this point are worried about biological racism. Only those people with Confederate flags and rusty pickup trucks are out there thinking about immigrants. Every single plutocrat, every single person in power doesn't think about immigrants as anything other than a spreadsheet item. And I thought about this recently because there's a, a, a Facebook group that I'm part of for the neighborhood that I live in. And some guy is outraged because Amazon is here, Facebook is here, Google is over here, Stanford is over there. It's outraged that in this little low income community, there are now houses selling for a million, 1.5 million. And at first, I want to scoff at this guy. But then I start to think you know what? This guy is a lifelong resident. I didn't move here until 87, courtesy of Leonard Part 6. And the cash I got from that movie when I bought a house, for like $120,000. He's been a lifelong resident. And he probably lived in an apartment with his family. And now that he's of age, probably in his thirties, realizes that he can't buy a house in this neighborhood. And so at first I was like, you know, screw that guy. That's the way it works. That's the way the cookie crumbles. And then I was like, well, what, what must that be like? But like that black flag song says, from the start, I see the end. What must that be like? To see your future limited, limited horizons and all. The number one thing that I hate, you know, they have that, that 20 questions or the, the doer doers thing or something, uh, Esquire does it too. It's a quality you most admire. And a man, and the quality of most admire in the For me, men and women, it's largely the same. The quality I most admire in others, though I believe it to be a curse in myself, is ambition. On a scale of zero to 100, talent factoring somewhere in there, you can have people who are 100% ambitious with zero talent. Somehow you got to get those numbers right. There's, there's three things there's hustle. There's hustle. Well, how? No, 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 no. Hustle and ambition. Let's call us the same thing. So there's ambition. No, no, no. They're separate. There's um, there's hustle because you can have ambition. Like I want to kill. I want to kill the world. But you could have no hustle. So you're just a guy on the couch. So you have hustle, ambition, and talent. These are the three things. I'm not gonna put timing and luck in there. I'm assuming you meant luck and not lick. So if you have have zero hustle and zero ambition, but 100% talent, you're the kind of person that nobody will know about you till you're dead. The the Portuguese writer, Pessoa, who I love, uh, uh, case in point. Suppose you have 100% hustle, but no ambition and no talent, you're probably going to be a thief or a criminal. Out there doing lots of stuff, but you got no talent and you got no ambition. And ambition is escaladio, it builds. But you can also have downward ambition. I want to be the best drug dealer I can be, but typically that. So then, what? What's the third option? That you have lots, or no? There's, I didn't think of more. That you have lots of ambition, you eat, but you have mediocre talent and no hustle. Then you're maybe like me. You're kind of hoping that people discover you. And if it happens enough times like the fight book Like the movies and TV are done then you're like, okay I I can work on the work and other people will discover me and if they don't I'm fine if they do that's great These are the qualities that I most aspire but tumbling into the room is what Tumbling into the room is Class or maybe it never left so this guy could have hundred, he could 75% hustle, 75% uh, percent, uh, 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 75% hustle, 75% ambition, 75% talent. But like my mother said, if you read the mother Mother's Day tribute that my mother wrote, I tweeted it out on ozzy.com, If you don't get a foothold, you're not gonna make it. And this is why the class war, the class war, this is why they're a hundred, uh, what, what did I say six to 130 million dead under left wing dictators. Because you have apparatchiks at every level running into crowded theaters screaming fire fire. And I have to say, America is an exceptional place because what? Because capitalism, capitalism, as it works hand in hand with class, has people on both the left and the right running into crowded theaters screaming fire. While they skirt around the fundamental truth that my mother laid out so simply, Unless you got a foothold, you're not going to make it. Or like uh, Orson Welles, one of the characters in Lady from Shanghai, a great movie with Orson Welles said, there's no such thing as a tough guy. You know what a tough guy is, he says to one of the characters, a tough guy is a guy with an edge. Get a guy with a knife and you got a gun, you got the edge. That guy's got a gun, but you got a million dollars, you got the edge. And that edge doesn't care about the healthy perpetuation of society, and therefore that edge is going to be perfectly okay on a very fundamental level with the raw exercise of power, up to and including murder as as, as a, uh, a a useful tool. Don't believe it? Let's Donna Donna me some other time. What about that guy I worked for at that fast health food restaurant when I was in high school? Talked about this guy before. A chemist comes in. I serve her. She goes, you know, using this styrofoam with citrus, it creates a poisonous compound on these plates. You should not mix them up. I run back and say, Howard, Howard, this is the case. He's like, I got a whole storeroom of these. You want me to throw them out because if some broad comes in and she's got a chemistry degree? That's it. But it's America. So who's eating at fast health food restaurants? middle class people. I never saw any poor folks in there. They went to McDonald's. McDonald's has enough sense to not poison their customers. They don't have styrofoam plates with with citrus on them. Just because the plutocrats and the billionaires and the capitalists and the people who use murder functionally sometimes end up benefiting you by generating 401k plan so you can pay for your retirement by stock options so your kids can go to college the da. like somebody once said in the tweets just because they do stuff that happens to benefit you doesn't mean they did stuff to benefit you we say poor people have to eat too they say well let's look at the charts do they really need to eat how much do they need to eat In the face of a middle class, a woman who's got her PhD in in chemistry coming, say, the guy didn't care. He was going to poison them if that stock room was empty in the plates. And maybe he was going to consider getting new plates if he could get a good deal on it. We are unhinged by people running into theaters screaming fire. So these protesters who are not wearing masks, what they're saying is uh, kind of, I think, philosophically, what they're saying is we're tired of being bounced around from pillar to post and now we're all in this state, we can't believe anybody in the media, because, well, you know, I'm a member of the media. Can you believe me? What am I basing on? Well, that guy said, this guy said, and some other body said, and I go to, who'd you go to? We've systematically undermined a belief in any, In what is it, a systematic denial of the reality of experience. We are in the time of nihilism. But it doesn't matter, because nihilism, Nazism, communism, capitalism, corporatism, it's all the same underneath. And that is classism. And the interesting thing about Trump is that the, 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 the nakedness with which his essential problem is put on display. The people he loves will never love him. And the people love who love him, he will never love it. He, somebody told me who works at DC, he's mystified that as a guy who was a celebrity that other celebrities don't like him. Or there as a replacements, one saying, you know, the ones who love us the least are the ones will die to please. An absent father or say, I mean, if George Clooney were smart, he would do what Sinatra did after Sinatra got burned by Kennedy. Yeah. That's that's right. And when Sinatra got denied by Kennedy, he was like, you know, fuck that guy, became a Nixon guy. If George Clooney were to have that kind of mid course correction, he could get Trump to do anything. Anything. And I say that because an interesting thing happened to me. A guy who I knew in high school died this past week, Thursday. And I'm not gonna go into a long story, I bored the wife with it enough. And he and I, he was a year older than me. We were kind of friends, but he had he, we had a kind of hostile relationship. He was on a football team, he was a black cat. But he had a, he had a he had a um he had a fan club. And he was—he was, he was a pick on me and this friend of mine. And I—I I, I always like—I thought it was very funny. And uh, but I, my friend, uh, you know, my friend was a little bit afraid of him, and he picked on too much. Yeah, you guys are gay. You are always hanging out together. You gay. You are gay. I was like I don't care. It's like saying I'm—I'm I'm Japanese. What do I give a shit? I don't care. And one day he said something, and he got to see my friend was afraid and bothered. And I didn't like that. And everybody had been talking about colleges, what college they were going to next year, senior year. And so I turned to him and said, "Hey, Richie." Hey Richie, what high school are you going to next year? And I just yeah! the needle across the record. And Richie was like, hey, remember that party I invited you to last year? He had a banging party up in Harlem that I got to had a great time. So remember the party I invited you to last year? Yeah, Goes. Well, let's see if you get invited this year. I felt like saying, Richie, there's nothing you can do to me that's gonna fuck with my day. Nothing. Nothing. And I tell that story by way of saying, there's no theater that I'm in that you're going to run into and scream fire that's going to upset me. People say, oh, Eugene, at the beginning of it, you know, you're a hypochondriac. This has got to make you feel nervous. I said, no, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what I've been preparing for. I'm watching everybody run around like chickens with their heads cut off and I'm perfectly calm. I've been preparing for this for 57 years. I've been social distancing since 1962. The riskiest thing I've ever done is have sex. <laughs> and that has an immediate payoff, so I, that kind of makes sense, but generally, yeah, paranoia has 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 driven driven my life. And uh and people my, my right-wing friends say hey you, what do you think you think those you think those democrats that you say you love so much you think that they give a shit about you i know they don't because i can see them yelling fire in the theater and i can see how many people who grew up in neighborhoods like this will not be able to buy a house where can they go I, I, on the one hand i want to give the guy a dose of, of tough love on the other hand i understand his problem i understand what it's like to see a wall to be in a hole and see a wall and know that that ladder is never coming, even if you have 100% ambition. If you have 100% ambition and 100% uh, 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 hustle and 100% talent, you could still be in that hole. And you're waiting for luck and timing, for somebody to stumble across that hole and lower that ladder. And that person, more often than not, is on the payroll to the plutocrats that don't give a shit about you. They don't. They don't. A friend of mine who grew up in what used to be Soviet Georgia was talking about how they've they've recast, how they understand Stalin healthily. People are like, ah, it was the people around him, the ones that we love the least are the ones we'll die to please. I could walk in there with that same line of pattern, class, hoo-ha, fire in the crowded theater, and I would get elected again. Duterte in Philippines is going to start killing people, right when dictator, but he's made all kinds of deals because they care about cash. Cash or class always comes out to the same thing. It is the same thing. We don't shouldn't even have different words for them. And like my friend from Soviet Georgia said, I don't want to drop that and not get back to it. He, he's the one who's telling me that. He said, you know, I go, man, they're crazy. That's not so crazy. Look, it's hard to care about one person, let alone 30 million, 300 million so those those are you those of you who don't like Trump well like got oh, this piece of shit with it you know eat the Clorox and inject Lysol and cut your body open to get Sun there you should realize that what you're seeing is the naked face of, of the of the right leaning side of the equation that nobody who's a real plutocrat gives a shit about you're stateless if you are Jeff Bezos or Zuckerberg you are fundamentally stateless where do you think these guys have been during lockdown you think that Zuckerberg is three miles away from me in his house in Palo Alto or do you think he's on a super yacht they're stateless they do not care we are figures on those green and white sheets that they roll out or now they're computerized Oh, yeah 80 willpower yes yeah willpower but willpower is let's call it, let's say willpower is part of hustle and, and i can tell you there's a uh, my uh, ex stepfather wrote an article about these three guys who went down to the everglades they went hunting and fishing and they're taking canoes and they got blown out of course and got screwed up one guy hurt his leg something and he would they put him in a, in a canoe and we'll tow him so the other two guys are in walking through the swamps, towing this cat. They had to drop one towing him. And the guy is like freaking out. Like, we're never making we'll never make it. Total elapsed time, 17 hours they were lost. The guy dies. Half an hour before they find their ways back to their, their way back to their vehicle. You know how many people have died in Death Valley within thirty yards of their vehicle? Like even Evan Tanner, MMA guy. Didn't think I could tie it in, did you? They just gave up this guy keep in mind this guy was in the canoe laying down they had to tow him but bezos zuckerberg soros name any billionaire any billionaire you want the only reason the only reason that we hear about Soros is because he's a guy who seems to be fueling people on the left side of the equation who are yelling fire in the theater versus the Koch brothers, who we hear about because they've been fueling the Tea Party, who are the right side. But these guys don't have any interest in the left or the right side. That's a mugs game. We're suckers for playing that game. Suckers, which is why I refuse to play it. And everybody's upset because you'd be, you're black in America, you'd be foolish to, to you don't oppose Trump, you'd be foolish for, and everybody's upset with Biden. Look, I'm, I'm not playing your monkey game. I'm not playing it, either one of you. I'm not saying now. Uh, Mr. H gave me a hard time. I think he's sleeping now. And he said, you know, you said there's no reality to any of this. Your Martin Scorsese thing. He goes, he's working with, he's working, with, but in England, and apparently for foster kids. And these orphan kids and kids without homes, between the ages of like ten and and twenty, they live in group homes scattered out through England. And they, between the day shift that's there with them and the night shift, they have four hours. No, five. So the day shift stops working. The day shift stops working at 3. The night shift doesn't get there until 8. And do you know what happens between 3 o'clock and 8? Every single 'er ne'er-do-well, they descend on these kids, and they turn them into prostitutes, drug dealers, gang members, mules. They have no say. No say. And he said, you're out there telling people there's no reality to any of this, and I'm telling you, there's reality to all of it. And I and I said to him, "Oh, you know, you're misunderstanding me. I, what, I, what I'm saying is, there as much or as little reality, as much reality there as there were in 12 million people or 130 million people dead. Somewhere, there are real people living real lives that are completely not interested, or not interesting to any of the plutocrats." that control the strings that make us jump. That's not nihilism I'm talking about. Come November, I got my finger in the air and come November, I'm going to vote. And how am I gonna vote? I'm gonna vote for the plutocrat crew that I think is yelling fire in the crowded theater less loud than the other side. Simple. I don't want to be gripped it. And the one that's la- screaming the loudest is gonna grip me the hardest. You can say, Yeah, yeah, Eugene, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, so yeah, have you ever have you ever voted for a Dem- uh, Republican? Nope. Are you opposed? Not necessarily. I gotta go with Chris Rock on that. He said you know i'm a rich guy i would probably be a republican too if it wasn't for we hate black people thing and don't tell me i got a whole list of, from trent lott the who's a guy in texas rick perry with his you know I, there's just there's just too much evidence accrued on that side to say that after after lyndon b johnson the civil rights legislation and swinging swinging the republican party became what, what used to be the democratic party Yo, come on, stop! Ben Carson, that guy, that guy is as present as, as uh, Clarence Thomas. Clarence, Clarence Thomas opens his mouth. People almost have heart attacks. They forgot that he could talk. Lucas Don Valor, Ben Carson. You would have thought we would have heard more from the doctor with this COVID stuff. but I, I i gotta get i got i mean the, the trump act the crying the whining the complaining the whamming complaining the whinging you might say in the uk I just, I just had it certain part of that like i said i never thought new york would go national certain part of that is a new yorker you watch the colin quinn thing you'll know what i'm talking about how do you like the weather ah the weather man you know there's little you know the pessimism that comes part Irish, part the directness that comes from Germany, the pessimism that comes from Ireland. It's all part of the kind of New York mindset. I was at ice cream. I don't know. It sucked. It, it, you know, none of that right. crap. But somebody said it best that you're the most powerful man in the world, and I gotta hear you do nothing but complain. 126 tweets the other day. If you were my girlfriend, I'd dump you. I'm sick of hearing you complain because it's a different type of yelling fire in the theater make no mistake i know you guys are all backing the trucks up this bezos this thing who do you think COVID? who do you think is punished by it there's not a single billionaire that's whinging not a single one And they look out the window, and they, what do they see? <laughs> oh, hey, come here, come here, yo, Jeff, hey, check it out, Mark, hey, and look at him, look at these monkeys, look at them running around. A the wrath of God, except there's no Aguirre on that raft. It's just them. <laughs> look at it, it's spinning around. Look at it, look at it. They got they got AR AR 15s in, in the in the city capital, uh, state capital Mi- in uh, Michigan. Ah <laughs> great. <Right. laughs> Armed insurrection. People talking about civil war. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Michelle has no interest. But see, you you just listen to the voices of the people who are screaming that in the in the theater, and you're buying it. Ah, I don't trust, I don't trust any of these guys. I don't trust any of them. You ever you ever deal with it like an actual grifter? I had a friend. And he he wrote an article for me at Ozzy about the day the feds came in and kicked in your door, something like that. It was looking at major charges, didn't go to jail for a day. Make of that what you would. And this guy has run at there are scenes in uh and he inspired scenes in a long slow screw. He's come to me with points, hey Eugene, you know, you always complain about money. I go, yeah. He says, you know, a guy like you, you should never have money problems. I was like, yeah, well, I do. And he was like, no, 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 man, you should never have money problems. I tell you, you know, you got, if you, if I had even just $5,000, I could double that money for you in a month. I I said, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, I mean, just, you know, do a series of clever I go, day trading? Oh, dude, day trading is for suckers. I got, I said, let me get this straight. If I give you $5,000, you could double my money in April he's like yeah I go wow that's amazing where do I sign up and he can say okay you're making fun of me yeah. I was like yeah bro because my there's a there's a wonderful calculus about my wallet and it's like my wallet is happy it's like the the, the, the Jack and the Beanstalk thing and every time he tries to think the the, 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 the bird that lays the golden thing it starts screaming I open my wallet, ah! hey! Close it up. You know? Yeah, and the people that have got most consistently in trouble with me are pe- people I know who have money. I dated some woman, she had oodles of money. And started busting my balls about our future. I got, Ah, God. Ah, ah. That's like somebody turning to you who's been screaming fire, fire, fire in the, in the crowd of theater, and turns to me and says, what are you going to do about it? Me? Me? You mean me at the bottom of this hole? You, how am I going to get up and help you? You, Key you, you. I flipped out. And later she said, yeah, I kind of suspected if I said something like that, you would flip out. And I kept waiting for the circle to close, much like the line from Spinal Tap. Do I have to come right out and say it? Give me some money. And so the show has come full circle. Here I am yelling fire in my crowded theater. Ah yeah, I, I tell you, I tell you, uh, Genghis, frankly, hu- hustle, ambition, and, and talent, well represented in, in, in all three categories. Now, if you could just kind of, if you could just kind of, you know, I don't even know where that the the, 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 the thing just stop believing the grifters, you can go far. These two stories, I, I don't know uh ozzy is kind of winnowed down to three new stories a day i don't know when i can run them but the three stories that he wrote or the two stories he wrote for me recently are killer great stuff and i'm saying that to you because uh, i'm saying it Genghis, because i haven't emailed you that and i know you get kind of touchy <laughs> i've been busy but they are great stories i said it for the world to hear uh-huh so yeah i'm, I'm over time 104 see you later archer uh i've I, I rambled on too long but murder, that's the forest. Our our, our cash fuel class, our class war, that's those, that, that, uh, those are the trees. Oh no, murder of the trees, class, class war, that's the forest. That's where we are. You are a line on somebody's spreadsheet. Think I'm joking? You know what this phone has it has an ip address you know what this computer has it has an ip address you don't think we are all listed on some chart i prepared i suggest you do the same anyway this is round 115 i am your host eugene s robinson Please don't leave me. Don't do that thing. It's like the person leaves the last sausage in the refrigerator, and then you don't want to eat it because you don't want them to say, "Oh, so you ate the last sausage." But you can see it going rotten. Uh, please do not leave me with one shirt in the store. Do not, because then they got to ship it back, and then I got to pay for it. Have to, to be shipped, and it's Saint Eugene here with the dollars, the dollars with the the, the wings on it flying away. Tuesday night. Oh, actually, this week as it shapes up, Monday is a holiday. However, Monday at noon, care don't care goes because it's a fight next week. Woodley versus Burns. Not that interesting. I think I had three cares on the card. You see it live, fine. If you don't, Tuesday night is uh, 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 if the shoes fit, and then if for the, for if you pay a dollar, you get to see us talk about the fourth installment. Of hip-hop evolution on Kid not let it roll podcast and I figured out how to get mr. R's money out of cash app <laughs> well it hasn't showed up yet but I'm guessing I did the right thing I either did that or I sent it to somebody some grifter in Nigeria <laughs> and please mr. Hughes and, I, and no more lengthy emails about you know Eugene. When you say Nigerian grifters, you know people get the wrong idea about grift in Nigeria. Yeah, you, know, you know, come on. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Monday, care don't care. Tuesday, if the shoes fit for an extra dollar, you get the Let It Roll Let It Roll podcast breakdown uh, of uh, hip hop evolution. Articles that I I write for Ozzy now it's going to be much easier to find them uh, if I tweet them out I have a good one coming up on uh, American Nazism That's going to be killer and that's coming up on Ozzy. I will tweet it out So follow me at Eugene S Robinson on Twitter. Mr. Sleep three I'm having some some Instagram confusion. I will ask the next show but keep in mind I'm working on cam to get guests and I'm also working on Having a you directed show, but I'm eight minutes over. <laughs> I, hey man, I'm I'm still texting people from six months ago. <laughs> I mentioned it on other shows. I didn't mention it very direct, but now I just mentioned you by name about the uh, about uh, Chinese grifters, and now I, I've segued into Nigerian grifters. <laughs> man. And the whole show fundamentally were about plutocrat grifters, which sounds kind of more generalist. <laughs> should I should I not have outed you, Mr. Hughes? I'm sorry. I apologize, Mr. Hughes. I, uh, I've been drinking. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, that's the end of the show. This is R- uh, V115. One, one, uh, let's see. I'm, five. Weird. I'm a weird guy. <laughs> we haven't figured it out. Um, try to live until next week. Of course next week it'll be more MMA infused because I did intend to somehow weave the bald one into it, but I only got to Evan Tanner so we didn't get it next week with three fights. <laughs> next week with three fights, uh, we will have something to, to MMA and I if you remind me, I'll pick up with this MMA thing because' I'm, a, I'm upset about the Johnny and Johnny Francis Gano thing. And the what I think is a, a ball major bobbling that as well as the continued saga of neck rapist who can't shut his pie hole. After this, gonna eat dinner and gonna make a video. <laughs> I'm gonna make a video for you, man. <laughs> I play a wizard. Uh it'll be great. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. And hey, hey, you know what?
0: Look what you made me do!
1: Ah! So long.